Welcome back, everybody, to the Punch Out Podcast. Um, I know we haven't posted any episodes or anything on our channel recently here. So, um, just kind of a get back into the swing of things and bring back the baseball podcast, which I believe we have not put on the channel since, I think, May. I don't think I've done one for the Richmond Flying Squirrels this season, and that's kind of what I wanted to turn this into is a podcast about the Richmond Flying Squirrels, just to talk about uh, what's happened in the past week, um, some results of the game, some notes, um, and that type of thing. So uh, we'll get we'll get right into it, um, beginning with some notes and results of the past week of games and the roster, stats, standings, everything you need to know to get caught up on the Richmond Flying Squirrels for this week of baseball. So let's jump right into it. So last Monday, um, as you guys know, they don't play on Mondays. The series is six game series. I don't know if I like that or not. It's kinda it's kinda odd. It's kinda long. And then you have obviously an off day every single Monday. So you're off every Monday and then games Tuesday through Sunday. Uh squirrels were at home beginning on Tuesday, August third. Uh Played against the Bowie Bay Sox, or excuse me, Reading Fighting Phils. That was a 6:35 start time. Richmond at the time was um, 30 and 48, and the Squirrels were 39 and 39, right at 500 for the game. A few transactions. Uh, relief pitcher Mac Marshall retired. He's been having a rough, rough year this season, dealing with injuries and uh, probably one of his worst years of his career. <clears throat> top prospect back in the day when he was drafted. He's a, I believe he's a third round pick. So just ended in a tough way for Mac Marshall, but uh, good thing he retired, so he could not get injured any further. Uh, Akil Morris was transferred back down to Richmond from Sacramento. Uh, I believe uh, Giants had some pitchers coming back off the IL. Um, I think Aaron Sanchez came back, and Sam Long, Logan Webb, all those guys came back. So I believe Sam Long, yeah, Sam Long went from the injured list to AAA, and then Akil Morris was transferred from AAA back down to Richmond. Uh, pitched in the major leagues for a few years for the Mets, I believe. He was a top prospect in their organization a few years back. Um, and also Mitchell Tolman was assigned to Richmond from Sacramento. He's been having a pretty solid year in Sacramento. I don't really know why he was sent down. I think, obviously, uh, the Giants had some players come back from injuries, so therefore they had to send some players down to AAA. Like, I believe uh, Longoria is coming back. Brandon Belt's coming back. Brandon Crawford just came back. Um, Posey's been back for a while. Uh, have some outfielders come back, Jalen Davis. So, I believe, what was it? Um, sent someone down to AAA. I can't remember who it was. I think Steven Duggar got sent down, but that was later in the week. Anyway, Mitch Tolman sent down to Richmond and clears some roster room up for Sacramento. He has played in this league before. Of course, it was the Eastern League back in the day. Played in 2019 and played the entire season for Altoona, the Pittsburgh Pirates affiliate, and played for them in 2017, I believe, for like a couple of spot starts, like two games. Uh, in the offseason, not the offseason, 2020, I guess is just a giant offseason, played for the 
New York Mets. I believe he was at their alternate training site, and then he was signed as a free agent by the Giants in this offseason. As I mentioned, played for the Sacramento River Cats all year. Uh, now getting into the game, uh, we had Sean Jelly on the mound for Richmond. Uh, I believe that may be his last start in Richmond, just based off some news I've heard. Uh, Simon Whiten, Simon Whitening for the Flying Squirrels went two for three with a double, single, two walks, and a run batted in. Diego Rincones went two for three as well with a double, single, one walk, run scored, and two runs batted in. And Brian Torres went one for four with a single and an RBI. He's had a tremendous hit streak going recently. I think that game extended it to, I think, eight games, I believe. And on the pitching side of things, we had Sean Jelly go seven innings, which is a career high for him. Also believe he had a pickoff in that game, which he's been absolutely spectacular at this season in Richmond. Um, seven innings pitched, one hit, two walks, four strikeouts, no runs, and uh, pickoff. Yeah, that was a career high, as I just mentioned. Uh, Patrick Ruotolo came on after that for one inning of relief. Give up two hits, no walks, two strikeouts, and did give up two runs. Uh, luckily, did not come to bite him. Uh, RJ Dabovich came in for the ninth inning to try and close it down. He got injured after um, after getting the first out of the inning. Don't know what happened to him, but uh, look closely into that. We'll see if we can cover that on the next episode. Uh, didn't give up a hit, gave up one walk, and struck out one after that strikeout came out of the game. Didn't give up any runs. Um, Marciano came in. Show you Marciano came in for the last part of the ninth inning. He pitched the final two outs. Didn't give up a hit. No walks. No runs. And struck out the final two batters that he faced. Uh, that that was a win for Richmond. Four to two against Reading. Four runs, five hits, and no errors. Uh, after that, uh, the previous games. For Richmond, they lost 11 of their past 14, I believe. And the Reading Fighting Phils have then lost 16 of their past 19. Uh, this ended a four-game losing streak for Richmond, so that was a much-needed much win. And uh, that improved their record to over 500 at 40-39. and 39. Sean Jelly did not pick up the win. Ruotolo got the win. He's 3-0 on the year. Archidavich got the hold, his first of the season, and Charlie Marciano got his third save on the year. Moving on to Wednesday, uh, 6.35 p.m. start time. Once again, it's the Reading Fighting Phils. Uh, Trent Tablacar on versus Perkins for Reading. Squirrels had a 40-39 and 39 record to begin. few transactions before the game. Uh, Luis Alexander Basave transferred to the 7-day injured list as well as RJ Dabovich for the injury that occurred the night before. Needs to look into those a little bit more. Cover them on the next episode of the podcast. And then Ryan Walker, right hand pitcher, transferred from Eugene to Richmond. Getting the call up. I think he's gonna stay. I don't think he's making any spot starts. He's been on the roster for about a week now, so I think he's here to stay. Uh starting off the game, uh, Diego Rincones Went 2-for-4 with a double and a single. Frankie Testado, 1-for-4 with a home run. His 10th on the year. Uh, obviously, a run scored and a run batted in. And then Simon Whiteman went 1-for-4 with a single. 
our pitching lines uh, only use two pitchers, so it's good to save the bullpen for the rest of the games. Uh, Trenton Toplicar went seven innings, giving up five hits, no walks, striking out four, and giving up three runs. Uh, that's a tie for his career high in pitching, so Scarlets are making the starters go a long way, as you'll see throughout the series. Um, the bullpen's been a little rocky this year, so. Rafi Vizcano came in for the final two innings of relief. Uh, gave up three hits, no walks, two strikeouts, and allowed one run to score. Uh, that'll make the Squirrels 40-40 and 40 on the year. Lost the game 4-1. to one, Gave up, uh, or had one run, four hits, and no errors. That makes Toplicar's record go down to 1-6. and six. Not, not the best, but uh, he can give you some length. It's just... He doesn't get much run support, as as you've seen. I think I can I could compare him to Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. He's a great pitcher, solid guy, can take you through the game, pitch a long time, but he does not get any run support for whatever reason. It's just just weird. Uh, moving on to Thursday, August fifth. Squirrels back at five hundred forty and forty. Uh, Redding had MacArthur on the mound. Versus Aaron Blair getting the start for Richmond once again 6:35 p.m. start time versus the Reading Fighting Phils who were 31 and 49 at the time. Uh, Shane Matheny went one for two, pinch hitting, uh, got a triple I believe that was the second on the year, scored a run and got a RBI. Will Wilson also went one for three with a single and a walk. The single scored Shane Matheny. Uh, or no. Matheny's triple scored Wilson, and then Whiteman, Simon Whiteman, went one for four, also with the triple. So some speedy guys on Richmond getting picking up two triples. Uh, moving on to some pitching lines, Aaron Blair. Uh, this is a bit of an odd start for him. Uh, three innings pitched, four hits, two runs. I mean, two walks, one strikeout, and four runs. No earned runs, so his ERA didn't really change after that, but did give up four runs to three innings pitched. Uh, Luisa Maya came in after that. Luisa Maya is kind of like your long reliever. Um, he can start if you need him to, and he can come in for pitchers who have really short outings, as Aaron Blair did. Uh, Amaya went two innings, gave up six hits, walked one, struck out four, and once again allowed four runs across, just like Aaron Blair. Richmond's bullpens kind of struggled towards this mid to end of the season um i think I don't, I don't really know because not many guys have been called up this year from the bullpen so interested to see uh if they can improve that and make a push for the playoffs through these final two months of the season uh ryan walker making his debut with richmond went two innings gave up three hits no walks two strikeouts and allowed one run to score frank rubio Came on for the next inning with an inning pitched. Uh, no hits, no walks, one strikeout, and no runs. And then the final final pitcher to start out the ninth inning, Matt Seelinger, uh Gave up no runs, no hits. Uh, struck out the side and did not allow a run. Richmond lost that one 9-2, to a blowout fashion. Um, Aaron Blair took the loss. He's 0-1 on the season for Richmond. Uh, Squirrels were able to scratch across two runs. Um, got on base six times, or not six times, got on base with a hit six times, 
had five errors on the game, which I'm not sure. Um, but it might be the franchise high. I'll have to check the media guide in just a minute. But uh, Scrolls lost 92 and fell to 40 and 41 on the season below 500. It's been a tough, tough July, August for the Squirrels. So hopefully they can turn that around and get on a streak. Um, uh, so next up we have Friday, August 6th. Squirrels are below 500, 40 and 41. Hans Kraus making his debut for Reading. I believe he's the number two prospect for Reading. Uh, he was involved in the Kyle Gibson trade with the Rangers. He was a first-round pick for the Rangers, so should be a pretty decent pitcher in their organization. Um, versus Michael Plasmeyer for the Flying Squirrels. 6.35 p.m. start time once again. Uh, Reading had a 32-49 and 49 record. Some pregame transactions. Uh, only one is official as of yet. Uh, Matt Frisbee is transferred back down to Richmond for Sean Jelly being promoted. Now, that transaction is not official, even as of yet, but uh, I would expect it to be official later today. I mean, Jelly's been spotted in Sacramento. I've seen him on the Sacramento River Cats broadcasts, and uh, I believe tomorrow, today or tomorrow, actually, might be his start day, so I would expect that official transaction to come today. Make sure you follow my Twitter account, by the way. Um, it's at Ty underscore JTSN. Provide updates on all the Flying Scarls news as well as just some other sports stuff that you might be interested in. JTSN weekly podcast, that type of stuff. I'll get into some of that later. But uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jelly going to AAA, spent the entire year in AA, and pitched from August to September in 2019 in AA. So total in his AA career totals he's had probably about a year or a full season in double a so i feel like that's probably a well-deserved promotion especially since it is august we're seeing more call-ups um and especially with him being a top prospect in the giants organization so uh moving on to some batting lines for the flying squirrels uh mitchell tolman two for five with a double single run scored in an rbi simon whiteman one for three with a single and a walk he's been on a pretty pretty hot tear as of recent i don't think it i think he he gets a bunch of hits in consecutive games but there's always that like one game in between that keeps from from getting a pretty large hit streak so he's probably like had a hit in 20 of his last 25 or something like that um and our final guy to talk about right here andre sangulo 0 for 2 with two walks in a run uh whiteman if we're talking about the game, that was an awesome game, especially in the ninth inning, uh, down to the final strike. I think it was uh, Mitchell Tolman or Simon Whiteman. I think Mitchell Tolman scored. Was it Will Wilson or somebody? I don't remember. But it was three to one in the ninth. Uh, I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Mitchell Tolman that scored and made it a three-two ball game. And then Simon White, I don't know, I forget what it was. Someone ripped a single, and Simon Whiteman tried to score from second. It was all or nothing, pretty much. Girls are down to their last out. Why not try it? And out, Whiteman was called out on the plate. So a uh, tough, tough call there. Um, couldn't really see that well. I mean, it's double A baseball, so the cameras are not the best. But I don't know. It's a tough call. Tough call for the umpire to have to make. Uh, Squirrels ended up losing that one three to two. Uh, Matt, Michael Plasmeyer went five innings, got four hits, a walk, struck out seven, didn't allow one run to score, 
Starters have been pretty strong for Richmond uh, from this past week. Um, probably not, as I would say, Michael, or not Michael, Aaron Blair. Only went three innings, giving up four runs. That was because of a lot of errors, but starters have been pretty good. Uh, Joey Marciano, two innings out of the bullpen. Probably one of his worst performances of the year. Uh, gave up four hits, no walks, struck out one, and allowed two runs to score. It's not even that bad, but uh, just shows how well he's been playing this season. I would expect him to get called up soon, too. Don't know why he hasn't. Uh, Vizcano came in, Rafi, for the final two innings of the game. Uh, allowed one hit, uh, walked one. Did not strike out any and allowed one run to score. Scores lost 3-2, to two, scored two runs, got five hits, and gave up one error. Marciano takes the loss, and he goes down to 3-3 three and three on the season. Squirrel's record falls to 40-42. and 42. And then we go to Saturday, which is August 7th. Squirrels are 40-42. and 42. Akil Morris is back in Richmond getting a start versus, I think, I believe, Scott Leverett for Reading. 6.05 p.m. start time. Reading is 33-49. and 49. David VR, 1-for-3 in the game with a single and a run score. Leo Rincones, 1-for-3 with a single and a run batted in. And Sandro Fabian, 1-for-3 with a single. Pretty, uh, pretty much a defensive game there. Um with Richmond only getting four hits and scoring one run. On the pitching side of things, Akio Morris went six innings with his first start back in Richmond. Gave up two hits, walked two, struck out four, and did not allow a run to score. And then Ronnie Williams came in for uh, Akio Morris, pitching three innings, giving up one hit, walking zero, striking out four, and not allowing one run to score. That makes it a one nothing win for Richmond. Scored one, got four hits, did not give up one error. Akil Morris improves to 2-0 and on the year, and Ronnie Williams collects his first save of the year. Seventh shutout on the season for Richmond. So uh, that's pretty good, especially when you have a somewhat good starting rotation and one of your best relievers. Ronnie Williams on the mound, so it's definitely an expected win there. Just need some more run support, I feel like, on the offense. So moving on to the final game of the series. It was Sunday. Squirrels are 41 and 42, looking to improve to 500, and Reading is 33 and 50. Matt Frisbee also getting his first start back in Richmond since I believe May. Uh, he got called up. He was supposed to start the game I went to in June. I believe it was June 2nd. And uh, got caught up like the day before that. So cool to see Frisbee back in Richmond through a no-hitter earlier in the year. I believe it was like the f second week of the season through a no-hitter. It's been absolutely spectacular this season. Uh, versus, uh, I believe, Francisco Morales for Reading. Don't, I don't know if I got his name right. It's just Morales on my sheet here. 5-5 uh, five five p.m. start time against Reading, as I mentioned. Brian Torres extends his hit streak to 13 games, going 2-for-4 four four with a double, single, and a run scored. And we also have Mitchell Tolman going 1-for-4 four four with a double and a run scored. Jacob Hayward finally getting some starting time with uh, this elite outfield that's been in Richmond, finally getting to play in the starting lineup more. I would expect him to get caught up soon, especially since he finished the year with Sacramento last year, and he's been in Richmond all year. Uh, went one for three with a double and a run batted in. 
On the pitching side of things, Matt Frisbee went five innings, giving up five hits, three walks, struck out six, and allowed one run to score. Matt Sealinger pitched uh, one out in the what was it, sixth, fifth inning. Sixth inning, yeah. Uh, did not allow a hit, walked two, and struck out the one out that he pitched. Ryan Walker came in to finish the inning, uh, didn't allow a hit, walked, didn't strike out any, or didn't allow a run to score. Luis Samaya came in for the eighth, pitched one inning, did not give up a hit, a walk, did not strike out any, or allow a run. And then to finish it off, close out the game, Patch Ruotolo pitched an inning, gave up a hit, which was Luke Williams' single, tried to score on a wild pitch, or tried to steal second on a wild pitch, and got caught stealing to end the game. Richmond wins 2-1, to one, scoring uh, two, obviously. Five hits and no errors. That improves Richmond's record to 42 and 42. Matt Frisbee getting the win for that. He's 5 and 1 on the year in Richmond. Uh, Matt Sealinger getting the hold, his fifth of the year. Ryan Walker also getting the hold, his first. Amaya getting the hold as well, his second on the year. And Patrick Ruotolo getting his sixth save of the year. That'll do it for the games. Uh, as I mentioned, Monday's off day. That's why I kind of decided to do the podcast on Monday because it's the end of one week and the beginning of the next week. So it's a pretty good day to do it. There's no baseball, so we can talk about everything that's been made across the every move that's been made across the past week and the results, standings, and stats without anything happening. Uh, tomorrow, Richmond heads to Prince George County, Maryland, to take on the Bowie Bay Sox. At 6.35 p.m. Trenton Topicar getting the start on that one. And uh, now we'll go through. Uh, I won't do this every every podcast. But I will do it today. We're going to talk about the roster. Stats and schedule and standings. I'll talk about the stats and standings. Every episode. Because obviously that will change. And then I'll talk about transactions that happen. But I'll talk about that when I talk about the games. So we'll just preview the roster. Which we didn't really get a chance to do earlier in the year. Um, I had to stop doing this because I had a class at the time that I recorded these podcasts. So finally back to do it. Um, probably going to try and do it on Mondays till at least the season ends or a few weeks after the season ends. And then come back during the off season around, I don't know, around March hopefully. So keep doing these for a few more weeks. Obviously Monday is going to be our podcast day for this one. And uh, yeah, I'll get right into it with the roster and some stats. So starting off with our coaching staff, our full-time manager, Jose Alguacil, Alguacil where's number 13. Uh, we did have two interim managers, Jason Wood and Tony Diggs, on the season while Alguacil was at the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, Steve Klein, our pitching coach, he's going to be leaving us soon to take up a job at, oh, what college was it? Ah, I forget what college is, but Steve Klein making his... I believe his fourth year in Richmond um, as the pitching coach. He's done amazing here. He's uh, he's produced some great pitchers uh, out of the system. Um, Kyle Crick is a more notable one. Uh, Tyler Beatty, some great guys have come out of the system. Uh, I think it was um, – he should be leaving soon. I think it was – oh, yeah, IUP and Pennsylvania. It was um, – Indiana University of Pennsylvania, that's what it was. So, yeah, he'll be taking a job there. I think that's Division Two school. 
So good for him. I think he'll be the head coach and a great opportunity for Steve Klein. Our hitting coach, Doug Clark, played for the Richmond Braves in, I believe, 2008, 2007, 2008. He'll be wearing number 45 this year with his first season in Richmond. And then Gary Davenport, back for his second season in Richmond as the fundamentals coach, will be wearing number 12. Now, starting out with our pitchers, Melvin Adone on the roster hasn't pitched all year. He's been injured on the season. I think he's pretty much out for the year. He might be getting a rehab assignment in a few weeks. We'll see. Uh, Luis Amaya has been here all year. Uh, long relief pitcher, number 33, left-hander. Uh, Tristan Beck started out the season here, I believe. He got injured around the end of May and then was put on the seven-day I.L. in the beginning of June. He has not pitched since then. Number 56, Tristan Beck. Uh, number 35, Aaron Blair. He was just signed from an indie league a few weeks back and has done okay. He's had some few rocky outings, but I'd expect him to clean it up a little bit. Um, played for the Braves in the major leagues, and he was a top prospect there, so I'd expect some, some good things out of him, just like we saw out of Brandon Beachy in 2019. Uh, number 23, R.J. Dabovich, closing pitcher that we just brought up from High Eugene a month back or so. He's on the seven-day I.L. Uh, from pitching, I believe it was like two days ago or something. Uh, we'll cover that later. I forget what the entry was, but uh, we'll talk about it later. Matt Frisbee back from Sacramento just came back like a few days ago and was promoted, I believe, in the beginning of like the first day of June. So cool to see Matt Frisbee back here. We're at number 29 this time. Uh, yeah. Rico Garcia has not pitched all years on the 7-day I.L. Uh, Ryan Halstead has not pitched all years on the 60-day I.L. Sean Jelly is technically on the roster right now, but he's in Sacramento, and I would expect the fight or the – uh, official transaction to be today. Um, Joey Marciano, number 32. He's been here all year. Um, left-hander. Great reliever. Probably one of our best all year. So, yeah. Akio Morris, number 49. He is a starter who's been here since June. He's been called up, sent down. So, he's been pretty good. He just has a high year, right? Um, Phil Pfeiffer, he got uh, sent down here in June, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, he's on the injured list, and I think he's out for the season getting Tommy Jones surgery. Uh, Michael Plasmeyer, he's been here since May or June. I can't remember. I think it was June, in the middle of June. He was traded for, uh, who was he? Traded from the Rays. Uh, gosh. Oh, was it, um, oh, shoot, it was... Is a relief pitcher. Uh, I forget who it was. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, uh, Michael Plasmeyer, starting pitcher, number 57. He's been here for a while. Uh, Frank Rubio, number 19, relief pitcher. He's been here all year. Played in Richmond uh, for the previous two years, making some spot appearances from the bullpen. Patrick Rutolo, he's back. Uh, he's been here all season, number 21. He pitched here in 2019. Or 2018, actually. He was injured in 2019. He was added to the roster like the final day of the series against Bowie for the final game of the season, but did not pitch. So, Patrick Rotolo, number 28, Matt Sealinger. He's been here all year. Uh, pretty good bullpen arm. Trent Topagar has been here all year. Started as number 50, now number 18, uh, when he transferred from a relief pitcher to a starting pitcher. Been here all year. Rafi Vizcano. 
back again. Was here in 2019, closing relief pitcher, spot start, whatever. He can do whatever you need. Number 46, he did wear 55, I believe, in 2019. He's back. Uh, Jeremy Walker is on the 60-day IL, hasn't played here all year. Ryan Walker, number 50, just got called up as a mission from Eugene a few days back. And Ronnie Williams, number 6, has been here all year. Once again, a long relief pitcher. It's pretty good. Uh, our catchers now, number 16, Andre Sangulo, which I don't I don't know if you really call our guys starting back up, third string catchers. They all pretty much get even playing time. Uh, Andre Sangulo. Brian, Brandon Moderano is a catcher, number 5. Got caught up from high A, Eugene, a few weeks back. He's done really well and uh, hit a few home runs, I believe, too. Bruce Maxwell was traded from the Mets in June. He was sent down from Sacramento. I don't even know if he played a game there, but he was sent down and played a few games here in Richmond for getting Tommy John and being placed on the 60-day IL, missing the rest of the season. Uh, Brian Torres has been here all year, number 40. He can play literally every position on the field besides pitcher, I believe. Uh, he's played catcher, second, shortstop, and third. I think he can play outfield and obviously first, too, because he's a catcher. He's extremely fast. His first year above rookie level, but he's been playing since 2015. So he's a great catcher. Also on a 13-game 13, 13 hit streak, so expect him to be in the starting lineup a lot more. Shane Matheny has been here all year, was placed on the injured list for about, uh, about a month, a few weeks back from a concussion. That ball hit his head. Uh, Mitchell Tolman just sent down on some mission from AAA. He's been doing all right. Frankie Testado has been our best power hitter all year. Uh, he's been here all year. Primary first baseman, number 10. David VR also been here all year. Primary third baseman, number 15. Simon Whiteman's been here since June. Uh, he plays second shortstop. Extremely fast. Can also play center field and third base. Extremely, extremely fast. Uh, steals base almost every time he gets on. And then... One of the Giants' top prospects, Will Wilson, shortstop, second baseman. He's been here for a while, too, and having kind of a mellow season, but uh, hopefully he can turn that around. Luis Alexander Basabe, moving on to outfielders, uh, got injured a few weeks back. He's been on the I.O. I don't know when he's going to come back, nor do I know what his injury is, so we'll have to check that out for the next podcast. Sancho Fabian, uh, former top 30 prospect for the Giants, has been here all year, number 48. He's been doing all right. Vince Fernandez, who was taken in the uh, was it Rule 5 draft or whatever back in December from the Rockies. Played in this year in 2019 with the Yard Goats. Been here all year with the Squirrels. Another power hitter just like Frankie Destado. I think they actually might be tied in home runs now. Uh, then we have Jacob Hayward who's been here all year. Uh, also was here all of 2019. So cool to see him back. Does not start much, but I think he's going to start starting more. As we've seen, Ramos and other guys get caught up triple up. Dio Rincones has played well all year. Uh, missed a few weeks in June for the Olympic qualifiers. Then got called up to Richmond from high A Eugene about a month back. He's been doing great since he came up. And I expect good things from him in the future. Andy And our last player on the roster, Andy Suhilio, has been here all year, number 26. Um, speedy outfielder. I'd like to see him get more starting time because I think he has great potential. He's one of my favorite players on the team. So uh, that's that's your roster. Um, pretty much a lot of guys have been here all season, and uh, the guys that haven't have been here for a while too. So pretty good team. Now we take a look at our flying squirrel stats. Uh, David VR leads the team in games 
played at 79. Frankie Stato again up there with 78, one behind him. And Vince Fernandez in third with 66. Uh, and the leaders for at-bats, uh, David Villar up there, 285. Frankie Stato with 280 and Elliot Ramos with 236. The runs leader for the Flying Squirrels is David Villar with 44, Elliot Ramos with 36, and Frankie Desado with 35, as well as Vince Fernandez right below Frankie Desado with 34. Hits is Frankie Desado with 74, David Villar with 71, and Elliot Ramos with 56. Your doubles leader is Frankie Desado with 16, also tied as David Villar with 16, so they're like the exact same player. Uh, and then Third is Elliot Ramos with 14. Triples is Frankie Sato with 3. And then you have a bunch of guys tied at 1. Home run leader for the Flying Squirrels is Vince Fernandez. Actually, he is 13 on the year. Um, and then Dave Villar with 10. Elliot Ramos and Frankie Sato are tied in 3rd with 10 as well. RBIs, Frankie Sato has 49. Vince Fernandez, 36. And... David Villar with 32. Your walks leader, I believe it's Jacob Hayward, even though it doesn't get much playing time. Oh, uh, no, it's not. David Villar with 32. Shane Matheny with 30. Elliot Ramos with 27. And Jacob Hayward with 26. Strikeout leaders, uh, David Villar with 91. Ritz Fernandez with 80. And Destado with 75. They're all pretty pretty big power hitters. Um, Simon Whiteman with 14 stolen bases on the year. He's got a lot more in Eugene, but uh, just 14 since being caught up. Andy Suhelio has been caught stealing three times. Hayward twice, and a bunch of other guys tied at two also. The highest batting average on the team is Frankie Destato, 264. David Villar, 249. And L.A. Ramos, with 237. Highest on base percentage, David Villar with 348. Vince Fernandez with two or 328. And Elliot Ramos with 323. Obviously, got called up. Uh, and now moving on to our pitching stats. With uh, team leader in wins, we have Matt Frisbee with five wins. And a bunch of other guys tied at two, including Frank Rubio and Ronnie Williams. Four, I mean. Uh, your losses leader is Trent Toplicar with six. Michael Plasmire with five. And Ronnie Williams with four. Uh, your player with the most games pitched or wait hold on most games pitched is Joey Marciano with 29 Frank Rubio Patch Ruotolo and Rafi Vizcano are all tied at 28 and Matt Sealinger has 27 player with the most games started this year for Richmond Sean Jelly has 14 games started Topogar has 12 Killian who was just traded a few weeks back has 11 and Plasmeyer has 10 uh, for complete games Caleb Killian has two, and no one else has any. Uh, shutouts, I believe, what is it? Yeah, Caleb Killian has one, and that's it. Your save leader is RJ Davovich with six, and Patrick Rotolo with six, as well as North Gudino with five, which he was just caught up a few weeks back. Pitcher with the most innings pitched is Sean Jelly with 65.2. Also with 65.2 is Trenton Tablicar, and then in third, with 63 is Caleb Killian. The most hits given up by Richmond pitcher 75, Tablicar. Uh, runs is 
75 or 42 by top of the car um and then that's pretty much it uh walks pitcher with the most walks is lisa mile with 28 top of the car with 27 and williams with 24 and your original flying squirrels strikeout leader is um sean jelly with 69 strikeouts not a huge strikeout team um but uh they can they can work around the lineup pretty well using ground ball i mean i've been to a lot of games they don't really use a lot of strikeouts per game they probably get like maybe four strikeouts a game honestly and it's mo majority of the bullpen so killian is in second with 64 and then also tied in second is trenton top the car i look at the upcoming schedule uh they play against Bowie tomorrow at 635 uh Wednesday at 12.05 p.m., Thursday at 6.35, Friday at 7.05, Saturday at 6.35, and then Sunday at 1.35. Come back to Richmond on the week of the 17th through 22nd, and then they head off to Altoona for the 24th through 29th, and then they stay on the road going to Binghamton from August 31st until September 5th, and then they make their way back for their final home series against the Akron Rubber Ducks, which is on September 7th through September 12th, and then their final road series, or, or final season series total is in Erie from September 14th through September 19th. If they can make the playoffs, the season ends in, like, September, the end of September, beginning of October. Um, so all we have left is the standings for the Northeast Division. We have Somerset in first with a 51 and 32 record, 614. Uh, so the playoffs work. The best team, best two teams in the league, doesn't matter which division or anything. Best two teams make the playoffs. So right now it would be Somerset and Akron. Uh, so Somerset is 51 and 32 with a 614 winning percentage percentage portland is 49 and 33 with a 598 they're in a game and a half new hampshire's 38 and 42 they're 11 games back uh binghamton's 36 and 46 they're 14 games back Reading is 33 and 51 they're 18 games back and hartford is 27 and 56 they're 24 games back for the western division or southwest division akron's winning uh 51 and 32 614 winning percentage Bowie in second with 49-33, 598, their game back, game and a half back. Altoona's 45-37, and 37, 4 or 549, winning percentage, 5 and a half games back. Erie in fourth with 45-39 and 39 record, they're 436, winning percentage, 6 and a half games back. Richmond is in fifth with 42-42 and 42 record, 500, winning percentage, 9 and a half games back. And Harrisburg is in last with a 30 and 53 record, 30, 361 winning percentage, and a 21-game deficit. So that's all we have today on the Punch-Out! Podcast. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to bring back the JTSN Weekly Sports Podcast this week. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go, uh, being on school starting soon. But if you follow me on Twitter, I'll post updates about that. Um, this podcast will be every Monday, as I mentioned earlier, at a run till the end of September, beginning of October probably. Um, we will do Thursday night games, eventually live broadcast. Uh, don't can't don't really have the resources to do live right now. 
uh, nor will we be broadcasting for a little bit. So I'll post updates when we'll be broadcasting. It definitely will be a lot of games for NFL this year. Um, I don't know about preseason, but probably definitely regular season. So um, make sure you follow my Twitter for updates at Ty underscore JTSN. Uh, appreciate you all for listening to this episode of the Punch Out Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.